you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. I guess so. And uh, it's kind of uh, it's kind of the Overland way, right? Though this isn't exactly. Uh, I guess this is more the Overland way. <laughs> Cheers. Um, hey guys, how's it going? I think some of you guys might be driving back from uh, Overland Expo. Cheers. Jealous. Definitely feeling all the feels of being left out of the FOMO. The FOMO, bro. It was real. Identify. A lot, a lot happened out FOMO. there this year. Yeah. Looks cool. I got to see a lot on Instagram and. Looked like a wet one. A wet one, yeah. A wet one. Yeah. Little little rainstorm. Like the, the, the type of which you get outside of California. Yeah. There's like monsoon. Early monsoon season. Yeah. yeah it's It was gnarly. I kept I kept hoping I would see somebody do like some kind of uh, I don't know water kind of wrestling mud wrestling like tug of war I, I felt like it was a missed opportunity but before we get into it let me just say welcome to another episode of Rick for Dirt I'm welcome your, guys I'm your host Ollie and Eric with American Overland what's up guys so Eric has been uh, on the last few and he seems like he's gonna stick around for a while so thanks for uh, thanks for being part of this happy to be here dude happy to happy to be working on all these projects at the same time and uh, if you hear strange noises in the background that's Leroy yeah Leroy's the shop dog at our feet for today so he's groaning a lot groaning and moaning he's, he's always like let's get the fuck out of here it's hot though today it's hot as shit yeah like if you see us just kind of constantly wiping at our brows um it's a result of the the sheer humidity it's like it feels like it's 80 percent humid we got a little fan set up so yeah. if it sounds windy in the garage in the shop today um it's because it's hot it's hot as shit <laughs> um one thing that we're gonna do that i want to kind of throw out there now that we've got a couple people watching uh you guys will be active participants for as long as you decide to remain on our live uh but by all means uh <laughs> hey don't fuck with the camera leroy um by all means uh throw out questions topics uh we may um jump into those as we have time and as we do this we'll we'll, we'll try to get around at least an hour um for today's episode but this does mark our 100th episode what 100 this is the dude. 100th episode this is number 100 oh my god we should have gotten a cake or it's like a centennial one I of think. those ice cream cakes ice cream so cakes hot for basket robbins yeah those are so good <laughs> or at least like a drumstick or something i like the little clown cones oh man got fun right. memories as a child i'm going out for ice cream after this but for now beer um it's true they don't match no really it's, too well together. it's a little rough with the yeah. acid and then right. the well, if you told me this earlier, I might have held off. Oh, really? You, you'd hold off on drinking? Uh, maybe you'd do like a beer float, like a stout with a, like a nice vanilla like a ice Guinness, cream. A Guinness and some <laughs> vanilla ice cream. Nice barrel-aged stout, beer float. That sounds, that sounds reasonable. That doesn't sound bad. Yeah. Um, so it's our 100th. And, you know, if you've, been, if you've been hanging around for a while, you know that these episodes have come out traditionally every two weeks. And... Generally with Frank, where is Frank? Where's Frank? Have you seen Frank? No, but I don't normally see Frank unless I'm at an event like a Rig for Dirt. That's or right. a, um, you will yeah. catch him at a Rig for Dirt, Rig for Dirt event. Um, we have one coming up in a couple weeks. As a matter of fact, right after our big-ass party at Maverick Saloon. 
That's next Friday, right? That's next Friday, the May 26th, 2023. Um, at Maverick in Norco from 6 p.m. to 11. And basically, everybody's going to be there. Yeah, you can actually bring your horse to this bar. If we do, so if there you, is a horse corral. Yeah, there. there's a horse corral. So if you're not feeling like driving, you want to have a couple more drinks. I don't know. Is riding drunk illegal? What's that? It's like riding a horse? I don't horse. know. Is there? Does anyone know that? I've you know me and Ashley have uh, talked about this. Um, I, I know you can't ride a bike drunk. You, but the bike doesn't drive itself, or or right. Walk a, ho- itself. a horse is like the horse isn't drunk. The horse isn't drunk. The rider might be. Yeah, the, hor- the horse is totally fine. Man. I was drunk, but he wasn't. Yeah. So maybe that, I don't know. I don't know if there's a loophole there. Probably someone that I knows cut more him than off me. Two hours ago. It's gonna be able to add some add some light to this. Any horse they, people here? But they do have like a horse stable out front, so feel free to ride your horse or or drive your rig. Oh, we got our friends from but, uh, the Average Overlanders. They just hit their hundredth episode. Uh, I think they turn theirs out a lot faster, and they haven't they haven't had breaks like uh, we have on Rick for Dirt. There's been two uh, meaningful breaks, uh, one which was just time off, and then one where I was kind of figuring out what I was going to do with all this after last year's summer camp event, which kind of created some perspective, I think, all around, where people realized, do I have time for this? Do I even want to be part of this? Is this what I really want? Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, I don't know. I'm, I'm mental. It's like if I start something, I cannot not do it. I'll like, I'll deal with any bullshit. I'll just keep trudging mm-hmm. through the muck, um, hoping to see some flat land through it. Um, but uh, I mean, not everyone wants to deal with shit like that. Some people are just content on. Uh, it's a lot of work that you put in. Refocusing huh? on other things. Yeah. And there's a lot to focus on between work, life balance, um, you know, uh, things that you do with your significant other uh personal passions and hobbies and for kids me, kids and events kids, yeah, the host. sports those those fall under family but yeah the kids themselves come with their own hobbies and their own passions yeah and now you are the vehicle by which they get to those things whether like my little guy loves airsoft so airsofting for us is about 45 minutes away for this indoor facility that's a that's a that's a trek and then in addition to the money and everything that that costs so sometimes you kind of start finding yourself like, all right, now we're in airsoft time and you're like there for like a couple weeks and then you come back to, now we're getting back to like shop work, mm-hmm. you know, for a couple weeks. And uh, so Ashton's like, are we doing airsoft this weekend? I'm like, nope, I got, I got crap to film, things to do. And uh, if anything, sometimes we'll go out into the backyard and just have little battles. That's always fun. You were there for one of those. Yeah. Yeah, Ashton's quite a good shot. Watch out for that kid. <laughs> that kid is gnarly good. Yeah, the kid's really good. Um, have we got anything coming in from anyone? Been here since the oh, Bearded Overland. He has been one of our long time. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Bearded Overland. Yeah. Um, yes, Riverside County. It is hot as shit in Riverside County right now. Um, it has one horsepower, so maybe <laughs> I think that was in. Uh, in response to our discussion around, can you get a DUI on horseback? Said, uh, yeah, one horsepower. So yeah, one horsepower. Yeah, so so maybe. What's up, Chris? We got Chris over here. What's up, Nomad Overland? Um, it's always great to see familiar faces, um, especially after a weekend that honestly, like I said, 
it has been very difficult seeing all the rad posts of all the little get-togethers of all the friends um, out in Arizona this past week. Um, I haven't missed one of these ever since I started in this whole world, and this is the first one where I found myself kind of kind of on the outside, just looking in, going, shit. Yeah, your vehicle's Look. usually on display, so you're there yeah. by, by virtue of work and play. Yeah, yeah and you, you've gone also just to just to go as a uh, just a member of the community first, without without having a vehicle there for very obligate. first year. Okay, very first year I went out just to just to hang, just to be out there, just to see what it was. That's where I got hooked. Since then, I've actually yeah, I've displayed every single year um, since I'm up to this year. But you know, the one thing I keep telling myself is what we're working on right now, which is the Subaru project. The project uh, Tuberu or Twin Baru. Tuberu. I don't. What do you guys think? Twin Baru or Tuberu? Yeah. What should be the project name here? Yeah. Tuberu because there's two Subarus or Twin Baru. Yeah. Or something else that we haven't even thought of yet because we're not that creative. We're having. We're gonna speak for yourself. Um, we're having a hard time coming up with the name. We really like. I don't know. I, it needs a name because there's a shit ton of video <laughs> that I'm working on editing for this project, which is part of our deliverables. Because if you haven't uh, heard one of our last episodes where we talk about this, we are doing this in conjunction with Tread Magazine, where we are going to be one of their official um, project builds to help them push their YouTube subscribership forward so if you guys haven't subscribed to tread magazine on youtube and you guys do watch a lot of youtube videos by all means jump on check it out um they'd appreciate it and then it will get you guys ready for when we finally release our series on that channel um it'll be on tread magazine's youtube channel tuberu tuberu i i think it might be tuberu because it's so he's got a subaru i've got one they're 2023 Subaru Crosstrex. Funny enough, both silver. There's some sm- slight, you know, differences between the two, uh, but they're identical basically. And um, we are doing a lot of things that are similar, and then we're going to do a lot of things that are different. And some of the differences will be um, in regards to wheel choice, which we'll get into, uh, lighting choices, which we'll get into, and then um, suspension setups, which we will also get into. I think on this episode, we'll we'll talk about it briefly. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we got a great partnership with Shock Surplus. Uh, Sean over there has been highly active in working with us to kind of game plan and strategize like what we're going to do, why we're going to do it, which involves a, for him and what he's building over at Shock Surplus. It's a lot of um, an opportunity to build content and to be able to educate the public on various setups for these vehicles. So once we're done with everything we're going to be doing, probably within the next like five to six months, there's going to be a roadmap ahead, like forward that's going to compare all these systems against one another because shock surplus has no skin in the game of any one shock company benefiting over the other. They've got relationships with everyone. They're just here to educate and to inform. And I think for everyone, like this vehicle is not, well, you know what? It's, unfair to say just characterize widely but i don't expect subaru owners to be going like full bore the way that some jeep owners go you buy a jeep because it's like the pinnacle of or you know you buy like some of these certain four by fours forerunners and broncos with a full package 
you buy them because of the pinnacle of like off-road so it's not surprising when they go that extra mile right. and make it like super super capable off-road uh, obviously cross truck's gonna have some limitations the average buyer for subaru is not going to be as extreme well they're gonna want we're more gonna plug and play things yeah and I, I i don't think any of the systems we're considering require like that much custom work but we are going to be able to provide some feedback on at least like three to four different suspension setups. Yeah, once we're done, all, all done and said. I mean, right off the bat, you and I are both running very different systems. I'm running uh, Ironman 4x4 system. You're still kind of figuring out everything, the details on your end. It's looking like Bilstein B6s and either Rally Tech or iBox Springs. Okay. And that'll be probably one for you. Probably rear overload. So we'll get into spring rates, but I think it's 180 pounds per inch on in the front coil. Oh, you actually have the spec for that, right? Okay. On, on the on the standard like Rally Tech setup, um, and then I think the rear. There's three different spring options, and so still got to do a little bit of math, figure out how much the rear bumper, swing out, bike carrier, roof rack, rear platform or drawer setup fridge freezer whatever All else that. Gonna, whatever else is going to live in the vehicle right. full time i mean on my end it's a little bit more simple they have a standard load and then they have an overload uh setup at ironman 4x4 so we're going with the the heavier load spring rates um because we will be about 125 pounds on the front end and i believe all in with the hitch receiver and then the rigged supply uh, ultra swing uh, the rambler rack uh some stuff that we're working on with goose gear um if you haven't seen they are they are working on a lot of new things you may have seen their park series outback uh, if you haven't check it out if you were at overland expo you had a front row seat to that because they had the outback there it's uh brian's uh daughter's outback it's it's rad it's looks pretty freaking cool a very nice outback um but that's that's part of that new series. So we can't talk about it too much in, in any kind of detail about the cross tracks, but we're working with them. So all said with the with the front run rack on top, um, which I don't know, it's kind of like a, I'd say it's like a 30, 70 split on that from the front to the back mm -hmm. in terms of how the weight sits. So you're, you're, we are adding a decent amount of weight. The vehicle weight itself is about 3,800 pounds, 3,800. And then we're adding upwards, I don't know, close to a thousand pounds. You think so with everything? Uh, I think that's over, way over actually. I, I think mean, that's a little bit high. Maybe 800 pounds max. We'll get back on the final yeah, numbers. I don't know. Well, we're going to do some weight, weighting, weighing. One um, thing that's going to get lighter is the wheels. The wheels are, want to show everybody our wheels? Are we ready? I don't know. I'm done. Okay, I'm using it as a footrest. I, I mean, can... we are skipping over some things that we want to talk about, but okay. we can come back. We can loop back to it and say what we, we've recently worked on. Ugh. You guys can't see it here, but we are pulling up the Reka wheels. They were just at Overland Expo West. I think it might have been their first year out there. Uh, Eric has his in hand. I have mine. Uh, two different styles. We're two different people, uh, but they are great-looking wheels. They are light. I'm able to grab these with a couple fingers, easy, and not worry about dropping them on my feet. Yeah, I'm expecting this wheel to be significantly lighter than stock. Did what you I, say those were like 17 pounds? Mine, the, the one that I'm holding is 15.2. 15, 15.2 15 pounds. So what I hear is 
these wheels, in addition to what we're putting on with Milestar, will potentially not only be a thicker sidewall and a better grippy wheel for off-road use, but will also be lighter than stock, Yeah, which is huge. I mean, if you could, if you could get a better aesthetic with a more functional tire combination and be lighter, that's like, that's like a unicorn. Yeah, the more the more sidewall profile you have, the more airing down it's going to do for you. So, that's so a, Bearded Overland has said, I'm very intrigued with the Subaru platform. Kind of excited to see how they turn out. Yeah. Us uh, too, man. Yeah, us too. I mean, I think the CUV market, I mean, actually the numbers speak for themselves. They're, it's, it's exploding. Uh, more and more people are going into the smaller SUV, the CUV, the compact utility vehicle segment of the industry for a few reasons. One, um, there's a lot of options now for storage beyond the internal side of the vehicle. So roof storage, people are using trailers, like there's a lot more, there's a lot more opportunity to take stuff with you um, than just inside the vehicle. So you don't need as much room on the inside, though I will say a Jeep doesn't have a lot of space in it. So for as big of a vehicle as that is. Yeah, we're already used to small spaces. I think this vehicle is just going to be used for shorter trips. Shorter trips, more local trips, possibly. Um, But the gas mileage is bar none, hands down, fucking fantastic. Yeah, but for for day trips, overnight or two-night trips, mountain biking, fly fishing, archery, this is going to be perfect for doing miles and not feeling bad about it, getting... Well, it's like Jeep MPG. For instance, like, all right, let's go to let's go to freaking Sedona. You know, let's let's go let's go to Texas. Like, here's a vehicle that's not going to break the bank to go farther than what we would have done with the Jeeps. You know. Exactly. Yeah. I want to go fly fishing in Idaho. Yeah. It's seventeen hour drive, but a couple tanks of gas with this vehicle. Yeah. I, I think when I'm at full, it gives me like 470 miles of range, which is nuts for a 16 gallon tank. That's not bad. I get 163 miles with the full tank on my Jeep right now. And it's a 22 gallon tank on the Jeep. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. A standard know. tank without with the, the amount of dents it has without the dents. <laughs> don't count the dents. Don't count the dents. Yeah. Gas mileage is amazing. What's up, John? SoCal Overland. Um, so you guys listening in on the podcast, you're going to hear us refer to a couple of people here and there. Um, that's only because we are doing an Instagram Live in addition to our podcast uh, today, which I always screw up. So if this one sees the light of day beyond this moment, I am going to be stoked. That'd be great. That'll be a success. Yeah, is that thing recording? That thing is still recording. Can you play some of the sound effects you were trying earlier? Oh, you want to hear those? Yeah. Uh, nobody can hear it, though. Oh, um, really? It doesn't play through the... Oh. Maybe I can put... I'll put my mic to my headphone. Okay. Can you hear that? I don't know if anybody else can hear that. Good joke. Oh... Was this recorded in front of a live studio audience? I hope. They're so stoked, all of them. Okay. 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 Take take away the switchboard. You, you asked for it. Did you guys hear any of that? I hope not. Maybe maybe it was just some peaceful silence. I hope you did. Yeah, possibly. Um. Anyways, uh, so yeah, we showed you the wheels. What we have done, we've done a couple things so far. So we've done three major components of the Subarus. One being the roof rack. 
we're still dialing it in but the front runner roof rack the slim sport rack is on both vehicles we did one with front runner we did one in my garage um the one that we did in my garage is now leaking <laughs> sorry we have, we have one bolt that's leaking one one of the 12 is not sealed well enough with that silicone so it's uh we're gonna, we're gonna reseal that one today it's eric's and i will uh i'll give it another bath and see if i see any water on the headliner yeah but. yeah sorry dude no damage no damage we'll no just, no, we'll no just ha- top it off with some silicone yeah it didn't actually do it when it rained the other day it's i think but it's, it did do I it when high i pressure when right? i high pressure when i power washed the vehicle it did do it yeah everyone so. everyone got lucky nobody heard shit so they didn't hear any of oh no i'm so. sorry you guys we had some really great sound effects There's like for four you. sound effects a laugh track uh noise and then we'll, we'll get them out loud next time a for real for slinky the, 70s listen to the podcast if you're really that curious it's not yeah. that great no. um anyways so we did we did the rack there's a leak we're gonna fix that leak um user mine mine is perfect actually yeah it's because the pros did yours i felt like we did a pretty good job on our install first time failure yeah, only on one bolt. I don't know what happened. Yeah, dude. One out of that 12. Was your side, actually. One out of 12 ain't bad. It was on the passenger it side. It was right? my side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was taking extra care. My side's solid. Dude, your side was solid. Yeah. yeah. You, must have, you must have rubbed some of the silicone away. Dude, well, I was freaking not steady. It's not covered under my warranty. Sorry. No. Um, it's a user error. <laughs> so we're going to figure that out. Um, we've done our torque locker. Our Torque Masters Torque Locker, which is an automatic locking differential, you've had you've had that on there now for what a couple of weeks. Yep. Yeah. How's it been? Uh, makes a little clicking sound around low speed corners, but most of the time you don't hear it. Yeah. I have heard it a couple of times when I've really gotten on the gas. Really. And and been. Is that on, even like, with audio on and everything? Or? Um, I think with audio off. Okay. Uh, but you you can you can kind of feel it and hear it when it's doing its thing, and like you're giving it a lot of gas. And it's trying to unlock around a turn. Okay. And it, it doesn't want to unlock. So it's ratcheting harder? Yeah. Oh, because yeah. it's under load? Exactly. Interesting. So it's like if you're accelerating really hard and turning really fast, it's a little bit louder. If you're soft on the gas and just making like parking lot speed maneuvers, you'll, you won't even hear it. Right. Which is kind or of Or you like have to really be trying to hear it. The speed on the trail, kind of. Like. Mm-hmm. But I think the trail is going to let it break away a little bit easier, allow the tires to kind of like... Get loose. Get loose. Um Whereas on the road, like the tire is bitten into the road and the differential has to compensate for all of the traction. That's right. Like the difference yeah. covered between the outside and inside wheels when you're negotiating yeah, on tarmac and that is, yeah, that's a lot of friction. There. A lot of friction. Yeah. So, uh, but I can't wait to get it off road and, and, you know, turn traction control off and ideally see if I can lock up both back wheels together. See what it does. Yeah. Yeah. Get a little bit of, a <laughs> little bit of drifting. <laughs> From the rear locked up. Well, if everything goes according to plan, next week we will be out with Shock Surplus doing some uh, initial initial impressions of the stock system and kind of seeing what it does. Got to start somewhere. So yeah. it's, it's hard to put on a lift kit when you don't even have an appreciation for what the vehicle did Correct. before you fooled with it. I mean, I've said this it'll about be, the it'll be, it'll be good to kind of knock it around. Yeah. And uh, Do we want to put skid plates on beforehand? We'll probably put the skid plates on before. That's yeah. You know, we got the ask for four by four. They're ask for off road on Instagram. A S F I R. I've actually run them on my Jeep. Mm-hmm. It's a really thick aluminum, really well made. Everything's like laser cut. It's really nice. It's kind of a nice balance between like it's aluminum, so it's light, 
but it's kind of thicker aluminum. It's yeah, three it three eighth inch laser cut panels. Yeah. And so they've got some areas cut out where the extra strength is not needed and they could cut down some weight. So they're kind of vented or uh, cut away in certain areas, but uh, full front engine, full transmission mm-hmm. and differential. Yep. So three skids right down the center, all of the vitals. With, I think, more coming. So yeah. uh, for now, we are covering all the, the main key components that tend to get messed up on the trail. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and skids, I mean, for any of you with whatever platform you guys are running, skids are always, um, what, what is Raven, Outback, are you bringing the treks on Friday? I think, Eric, you're bringing, are you bringing your Jeep or are you bringing the Crosstrek? Ooh, to the Mavericks? Yeah. I should probably bring the Jeep. The Jeep, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's more, I think, I would say Maverick isn't a Jeep met event, but it is a bring your bring your fanciest. Yeah. So I don't care if it's a Toyota. Um, Trek is too plain Jane still. She needs... A Discovery, yeah, a yeah. cross Trek, but it should be fully... I mean, bring bring what you got, for sure. I don't care. But if you have something that is built, bring that. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be pretty big. <laughs> so, I mean, God, I can't even start to uh, say all of who's involved because I'm going to forget like half of them. There's like 20 plus people, companies that are kind of sponsoring this and promoting it. Um, but, you know, we've got names like Milestar, of course. Uh, we're doing a benefit for Tread Lightly. So right now, if you go on Kate the Jeep's uh, Instagram page, you're going to see a... Uh, a donation link at the on my on my feed uh it's i think it's a uh, twenty dollars right now out of a thousand but that will go directly to tread lightly it doesn't even go to me for it's not like the money comes into my account and it goes out of my account to tread lightly it goes directly to tread lightly paid directly to them uh and it's all handled through instagram's back end you can on certain posts you can uh, select a, a charity to uh benefit um it has nothing to do with me it's not like gofundme or nothing it goes to them so if you guys see that and you haven't been able to make a cleanup or you guys have felt compelled to want to help support something somehow some way that's a great way of just throwing some dollars to a great organization and helping them you know do the good work that they do that's awesome yeah um but what else we recently also did what for for the interior of our cross tracks there is one thing that is solely missing the only options out there are a couple ways one is via a suction cup to your window or like some kind of clip thing that goes to your vent which always sucks right now that we're showing people on instagram live is the vector the universal vector rail system um, that you could kind of mount to any vehicle, but we've figured out the, the dimensions, the measurements of how long this bar needs to be, where these feet need to sit, and what steps you need to take in order to mount yours, um, in order to allow other Crosstrack and Impreza owners to be able to have a great mounting system located in a great location to place your phone and have it hands-free and not falling over because you're kind of setting it <laughs> at the bottom of your um uh-huh. what's that area called the the prindle it's, it's literally called the prindle yeah parking reverse neutral drive low. the prindle that's yeah. the prindle area yeah oh no shit yeah. you learn something new every that's day a little shifting knob some vehicles now just have like an electronic selector hey look it's will need to talk louder 
Yeah, well, maybe it's because you're old and your ears aren't working the way they used to, buddy. Yeah, well, listen louder. Um, but I do... Also, I, good to see you, Will. Hi, bud. McLeod. <laughs> Will representing McLeod right there. We still have your koozies. These koozies were... These koozies were holding two beers as me and Eric walked down this path while everyone else went on with their vehicles out in uh, the slot canyon area, right? Oh, yeah. That was rad. In Anza? Yeah. And it was like Easter egg beers. As, as Will's driving away, we're like, leave us some beers. And then he like he was gone. We're like, oh, great. So we'll, we'll just catch up to him. And as we're walking, lo and behold, our two red koozies holding, they were probably Bud Lights. Icy cold, though. Yeah. Um, I'm fucking with you. I don't know what they were, but they were, it was cold and wet and alcoholic. And, uh, we appreciate Jeff for that. Good times indeed. Well, I'm trying Willie's Overlander. That is Jeff. What's up, Jeff? So they're, they're all saying we need to talk a little bit louder for the, for the IG live part of it. Does that mean I'm going to be yelling in the mic for people that are listening to this later? I guess, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to set up that little, uh, that mic system. Why don't you tell us about the vector piece? I think you already told them about the vector piece. Well, I mean, how hard was it to install? Just these two little bolts on the bottom side. Measure twice. Cut once. Uh, but we cut the aluminum. I think that vector is planning on selling it in this length uh, for the for the cross track market. So you won't have to do the cutting of the aluminum extrusion. Uh, you'll just be able to kind of bolt it in place, position it in place, mark your cut, drill away. Uh, but easy enough install, easy to get to, just got to pop out the air conditioning vents and the top bezel. And then this little platform uh, lives in front of the heads up display. It was not that big of a deal. No. If you've, well, if at you, least if the dash part, everything was clipped in. Yeah, if you've taken, if you've taken out a radio or removed a door panel, uh, pretty pretty basic stuff the loud static sound is our ventilation basically it is hot as shit and we've got fans going like left and right so hey take it for what it's worth we're trying we we've constantly been trying to do a stupid live while we do a podcast and it's going to be as good as it's going to be for now <laughs> sorry um we'll get it together one day one day there's got to be like a video audio kind of solution here all in all yeah that thing plug that thing into that thing that thing plug into in, that thing yeah plug in all the things all the things together yeah. maybe i can drop this uh here's what i'm gonna do actually i'm gonna i'm gonna drop our big ass 1200 watt power station which i think is probably making the most amount of noise here I don't know if that's gonna hold. So far, so good. All right. All right. Is that better, Will? Can you hear us? Oh, it's better. Is it better? Suck it up, Buttercup. Um, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. All right. Hey, we got Waypoint. Yeah. So there's a lot of faces right now that I'm seeing um, that I actually saw at Overland Expo. Seems like everybody's kind of working their way back home, wherever home may be. Um, and I'm happy for you. I'm happy you guys all got that experience. Looked like a lot of fun. Looked like a wet one. Damn. Like, I did not envy you guys. Or I was not uh, envious of you guys on, uh, on I believe it was Friday? Friday where the, the monsoons hit, I think. 
was it Friday or Thursday? I don't know. One of those days was wet as shit. They even looked like there were that many spectators out, which sucks, especially for the small companies. Like, think about the investment that goes into, like, attending an Overland Expo event. Right, to not get the uh, maximum foot traffic right. that you're hoping for. But the show keeps getting bigger and bigger every year, so I'm you sure... You were just talking about that. You've been there for, like, seven years. Yeah, I've, right? I've, I've gone a number of years, but uh, but did not did not make it out this year. But I was super stoked to see that, like, we were just talking earlier today about how Toyota did their... Their unveiling the, of the Tacoma. Uh, unveiling of the Tacoma, like, a day before in Hawaii. But, like, the real unveiling to the public was Overland Expo the next day. Talk about a great excuse to get like, your team over to Hawaii. Well, and also, like, what a compliment for the Overland Expo in terms of, like... No shit, huh? Like, usually big car drops like that are at, like, a Detroit auto show or... Yeah, like, like an LA Auto LA Show, auto or show something like big, like, a Munich Auto Show. Like they're they're usually at like a major worldwide affair, and they're they're kind of, you know, it kind of gave Overland Expo quite the nod of credibility. Oh, to, for sure. I mean, you know, recognize that show as being the preeminent show for this like segment of the market, and that this vehicle was for the Overland. I think it was like a trail boss or trail trail hunter trail hunter some some special badge Dude, that that thing had you now hop hunter needs to get one of those <laughs> i don't know where you're at but the toyota tacoma hop hunter edition exactly um <laughs> you know my buddy our buddy actually uh luke um he's he's working on putting together a very special truck project um with a brand that we have in common. I don't know how much of it he wants to talk about yet, so we'll leave that to him eventually. But he's working with a really large brand on the tactical side of things uh, to put together a new truck build, and that's where I'll leave it. But he said he was talking to some partners, and they mentioned that it was like SEMA and Overland Expo are now seen on equal level of places where companies expect to get a lot of return on investment value from displaying their product and their vehicles at. Hmm. So once upon a time it was SEMA where maybe not on the unveiling of a vehicle, which is kind of funny because SEMA is massive too, but yeah, but SEMA is, uh, is like particular to the aftermarket, aftermarket parts. industry. So yeah. like a, a stock vehicle coming out in any form, even if it is special, like a trail or Unless companies have already built it up. And, exactly. Yeah. Unless there's third-party companies that are producing the parts. It's not really uh, in scope for SEMA. Funny you should say that because Eric and I will be at SEMA in some way, shape, or form on display somewhere out there. <laughs> somewhere. Somewhere. Whatever. It'll be um, like parking lot 43, underground level 6. That's right. <laughs> some random parking spot. Come see us at SEMA. I'm at SEMA. <laughs> Did we get reception down here? <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll, we'll we'll do a rig for dirt event from oh, fuck yeah the underground parking lot yeah, for sure it'll yeah. be a rave we'll have an <laughs> underground rave at SEMA manage to uh, I, I I mean I won't I won't claim full responsibility but I heard this year Overland Expo West was pretty devoid of drinking in general no drinking in the booths no private drinking like only I mean I think it was like sanctioned drinking only. Um, and year over year, it's gotten a little tighter and tighter and tighter. And I think this year was the year where uh, the Overland Expo people said, enough's enough. We can't deal with all these crazy adventurer people, alcoholics out there. No more drunk adventuring? No more drunk adventuring. 
keep it keep it to your campsites guys yeah i don't know how did you guys like it were there were there a lot of parties this year there seemed like there were a couple that popped um i saw that the the usual suspects were doing their thing like will and his crew that are normally out there i saw jeff um in the campsite stacy a whole group of people out there uh jason riggs you know all of them out there mm -hmm. having a good time so i saw stacy's packing video for for that for going yeah do you see all the the alcohol yeah, she was she's showing. like this is how i pack she's like i don't give two fucks about the rules i'm taking it just cases of don julio all right that's how they, that's how you no, do no gear required i think the very first time i ever met stacy uh was at a casey filming event and i'm like anybody got alcohol she's like yep and she like tosses me over a bottle i'm like i like you you're good people yep <laughs> um anyways so what else what else do we have we have a shit ton of kc lights speaking of kc because kc also had their party at overland expo oh yeah or i think they were i don't know but they had their they had their adventure camp again oh good third year running um and as usual looked like a great time a lot of great people a lot of great activities this year they had something very unique which would have been cool to see in person which was all pre like 75 or something pre 80 vehicles on display that's kind of so cool. all old iron overland rigs from like uh um land cruisers to just a bunch of square bodies square rigs. Bodies stuff yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, do you want to do you want to unbox some of this stuff and kind yeah, of sure. look at it? Yeah. Right. You guys, you guys interested in seeing some uh, KC lights? Uh, if you guys got questions, throw them over. We'd be happy to answer. Hang on, let me go grab a couple of these boxes. So, one thing to keep in mind is they are for both vehicles in different capacities. Yeah, we got one big box of lights, but uh, some of the vehicles are getting some of the lights. Not not all of them are going on one vehicle, but... Why don't you open this one up first? I think I know what's in here. Yeah. That's one of my favorite lights that you can get from KC for off-roading. It's, it's one of the most... The light that Eric's opening up right now that I just handed to him is one of the most functional off-road lights that comes in handy and is also like really paramount to your safety honestly I agree. And, I'll, and i'll explain why and eric can also give you insight because we both have used this all right so this here is the newest generation of the kc chase bar And just open it up like a Christmas present, buddy. Yep, getting in. That's what it kind of is. Oh, yeah. So what's cool about the newest version of their light is the light wiring is uh, it's a little rough. Like, there's a lot of wires that come out the back. But now... It's a standard. No, check it out. Now they have a control box. They have a control unit that uh, the wiring goes to, so you no longer have to really guess at it and you can do all the functionality you can get all the different 
deals that, you know, different combinations of inputs and what have you, alternating strobe, alternating flash, SOS, flashing in unison, alternating flash. There's like 15 preset flash modes, steady on a 50% steady. Like there's so many different things, different left arrow modes. Yeah. It's got a lot more functionality than it ever has before. So if you guys have ever seen the Casey Chase bar and you've seen a friend with one where it's like flashing amber, constant amber, reverse uh, blinkers, uh, brake lights and running lights, this takes it up like that much more. It's got something called disco mode. Oh, I think that's all of the like lights. Like all the lights crazy. flashing in some random order, I'm sure. But How fun is that? Dude, this has a lot, a lot, a lot more than it ever has before. So it's got about so I'm hoping 15 chase light functions. Underneath the slim, slim line rack from... I think uh -huh. you should have plenty of room, yeah. I mean, if anything, we can make an L bracket coming off of that puppy. Um, here's the control box. So this is the new, new. Uh, aspect of this, I believe the harness in general is newer, but now, yeah, now you've got a full, I'm showing this on video, you've got a full little control box that they haven't had before. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Greg from Wired by Greg, uh, who is our light guy, Greg is the man when it comes to wiring. Uh, there's only a couple people I'll ever uh, sub out to uh, in terms of people asking for referrals. The first and foremost will always be Greg, Wired by Greg. I've been with him from the very beginning of him setting off on his own, uh, up all the way through now, which he has a shop that he's already outgrown and growing still. So Greg is doing amazing for himself and he specializes in overland and off-road uh, vehicle lighting systems, whether it's racing or adventuring, he's got you. So check him out. He's on Instagram at Wired by Greg. Um, and then there's also uh, our buddy Tony Ellis, uh, Adventure Power Solutions. Tony's great. He does a lot of solar. So if you guys are interested in solar, Tony can definitely hook you up and set you up right. And then there's Aiden James Customs. That's the third one. Aiden James, I haven't personally had work done by him, but everyone I know who's ever gone to them has come back stoked, satisfied, and happy. Um, so it's just those types of, you know, and then I think you have other companies like Rhino Adventure Gear or these other outfitter style shops that do a lot of the work too. Uh, there's great shops out there that will do end-to-end -end work, whether it's uh, Rebel Off-Road, um, I Got A Guy Automotive out in San Diego. Um, there's there's quite a few places you can go. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. Uh, do you have a go-to shop that you always hit up? I do most of my own wiring. Everything. Yeah, so yeah. I'm excited to see what Greg does differently than how I would do it because... Well, I used to work at Circuit City, so I'm an yeah, expert. We, we sh yeah, we, we, we share our high school I say our that. high school origin stories of yeah. uh, installing other first people's. Jobs. Yeah, exactly. My first job after Jamba Juice, making people smoothies. I used to work at Diedrich's Coffee. There you go. Yeah. I like that one. Free coffee? Dude, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Dude, free, free smoothies? Come on, man. Dude, they had the best. Could like, ride my bike there? Vanilla shake, coffee shakes. Ugh. Then I went right to work for Best Buy, installing car stereos. Yeah. Let's see. Is there a knife over there? Right here. here. Okay. What's in that one? This one, I think, might be a set of the Flexor threes. These should be my A-pillar lights. Because you have a set of threes, and I have a set of threes that are still coming, which are going to be our fog light. 
Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna run the flex arrow threes in the fog position. In the fog position, right? Well, you are run, you're gonna actually run the flex arrow threes as the fog because they have the flex arrow threes SAE fogs, which we're getting for the fog. Right. Or right. They I, have want, I want the street legal ones. These, which are the. That's an off-road one. These are the off-road ones. Yeah. So this is the flex arrow threes. Um, they come. The lens changes out to either a spot beam or a combo beam. Um, but uh, but yeah. Great, great little light. It's a little small but very mighty uh, light. It's got uh, it's got an amber backlight, which is great um, as like a running kind of running light accent. And then um, yeah, I mean, design wise, they've done such an amazing job with their entire family of uh, of lighting. Look at this box. This box is rad. I love this box. Right there, we got. Oh look, we got Jillian Rebecca's and uh, and a UTV. We got Jillian and Rebecca's truck and a UTV right there. But, pretty uh, rad. Pretty rad. It's it's a it's definitely an unboxing experience when you get stuff from KC. There's one of the lights right there. Yank it out. It's got that little umbilical right there. There you go. How many people does it take to pull out a KC light? There you go. Good enough. There it is. So it's a it's a three source light. It's got three LEDs, three main LEDs, and then one amber backlight LED. Um, it's extremely powerful if you can get the covers off. Not too great with the covers on. The covers are extremely powerful. <laughs> Just go, let me see if I can get it. It's a it's a little tough because it's the three. So you gotta get like, there we go. You gotta rip off two of your nails before you can pull it off. But here we have it in the combo pattern. You guys can uh, see that. Are we frozen? We're frozen. No way. We're totally frozen. This has happened before. I wonder if... Oh, we, uh, we went past my limit. We went past my limit on uh, on Instagram. I I've, <laughs> I've had to set a time limit on Instagram. Here we're back. So I've had to set a time limit on Instagram uh, because I spend way too much time on social. And if I don't limit myself, well, you're doing parental limitations on your own Instagram. That's on, good. On my own inner child. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. It's a it's a definite it's a definite issue. Are we, are we both in focus? Are, can you see it now? There's a lag. There's a lag between live and what people on live see. There you go. Moving it over just a little bit. Perfect. Yep, there it is. So you guys got to see the combo pattern of the Flex Era 3. So this is a great light. It is so compact. Do these come in amber colored bulbs or just as no. a lens replacement there's, nowadays? There's a lens. There's a cover. Okay. These. So there's an amber cover. The amber cover is pretty solid. I wonder. No, didn't come with this kit. So you can buy it uh, separately, and yeah, the amber's the amber's great. I always run my ambers on my Jeep. I I, I like their amber color. Uh, I like their orange. The orange is really nice. It's 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 a nice color for driving. 
All right, what else did they send us? Let's take a look. We got a much larger box full of stuff. And, you know, I always tell people, like, just go with a good company for lights. Like, it doesn't have to be Casey, but it'd be a lot cooler if you did. Um, but, you know, companies like Rigid and Baja Designs also make great lights uh, for off-road applications. I ran some basic uh, Rigid lights in the past. They were, they were fun. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Those top three companies all make great lights. I've yeah. always said that. Even when I worked at Casey anybody would come like people would come up to me like dude i'm getting rid of these lights so i can go get casey's i'm like don't well a lot of them are just doing style lens design heat dissipation there you uh, go you asked for it there's that orange oh that's it right there that's it right there so we got some lenses in um <laughs> look at these cute little flexor of wind oh uh, those are those are adorable are those are a doorbell doorbell all right so what do we got here we got we got a couple sets <laughs> we got. So these are going to be our area lights. Uh, these have basically, the Flexera ones have replaced the KC, um, what was it? The C2s? I think they were, yeah. The yeah. little scene lights. With the scene lights were the two, C2s. Two LEDs. Uh, I've never, I've, I don't think I've really seen the box. Oh, that's rad. It's so great. I love how the boxes came out. The boxes came out so, so great. The team over at KC has done such a great job of continuing on the aesthetic that was set. So which lens pattern are these? Are these the diffused or? I'm not sure, but this is this is different from how the Flex Air 3s come out. You got to kind of pull everything out. There's some ASMR people out there that are just like loving this right now. <laughs> I think there you go. Oh, covers are much covers are much easier. So this is uh this is a, a diffuse pattern. So this you, is a I think it's what would be the combo or spread. Flood. Flood is what it's called technically. So a flood pattern on there. I like that. It also well, let's see. So that could be the spot. They all come with spot and flood. So I'm not sure if this is, this might be the flood, actually. Okay. So yeah, there's that, a, there's a more honeycomb style. There's another beam in here. So we're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to check these out. But that does look more like a flood. Yeah. Anyways, these, these are, these are very strong single source lights. Um, they also, funny enough, and it took a lot of doing because I was there when Bobby over at KC was working on these. He really put a lot of time and effort with the team to develop the backlight on these. So there's a beautiful halo effect that, that looks just like um, the flag behind you. It's that KC um, circle of unity, circle of trust. Um, you see it right there in the design of the product. It's, it's awesome how the ethos of the brand uh, you know, structure comes out in its product design. And what's really cool is you see these little ears on the, on the, on the corners. These are a nod to the Pro 6, which really took KC into the next era of lighting with LED lights. Yeah. So, you know, you'll see a lot of these design cues 
come in and it's not by accident it's definitely on purpose too. they're classy those yeah. look good they look really I, good I, I think these will be pretty easy to mount onto the front runner rack mm -hmm. i feel like we can get an m8 bolt that's just short enough to come up through the bottom just like the directly into that mm -hmm. sandwiching a nut right there where the carriage bolt is locked into that square hmm. we'll figure it out i'm sure we will figure it out figure it out yeah, it's it's a. I mean, the design, the aesthetic, the way that these things are kind of created versus like, I guess the easiest way is you just kind of don't do all these details, all these fins, like all the fins on the backside. You'd like just get rid of the fins on the backside. Maybe you'd have some fins on the outside and it gets milled, but there's a different process by which these are made that allows them to kind of like have tooling that just stamps these out or I believe. Yeah, they're, they're the fit and finish looks great. It's awesome. They look really high quality. And they also spent a lot of time to make sure that these won't uh, fade. So any issues that they had in the past, they've addressed. So I'm looking forward to getting a lot of life out of these uh, these new lights. Awesome. And by the way, there's three more sets of those in the box, so I won't take those all out. But no, no need. I know you're stoked on these. These are going to go on your Subaru. Oh, no way. They came. They came. These are the big, bad Flex Aero 4s. So if you're still with us in the chat, where would you mount a Flex Aero 4 on a Subaru? Would you go A-pillar or would you go front bumper above the winch? Eric, tell Dippy to speak up. F*** you. <laughs> I have a very bassy voice. It doesn't project well. Hey, that's your rig. Hey, there's a there's an old version of Kate right there. There's Kate. I don't think anyone can really see that from there, but yeah. Um, well, if you can't see it here, buy yourself a set of Flex Era fours, and you can check it out. You know, that's a nice touch. The little thank you card. Very nice. Very nice. Good job, team. And there they are. break your nails off so that's the combo that is beefy i mean you hold that up compared to <laughs> the little one but you can see the design aesthetic is just so consistent throughout both styles of lights on the flex series front to back yeah. the, the, the the kept that same look it'll look good yep It'll look good even though these Super are consistent. Even though these are square and the Pro Sixes are round, they yeah. carried over enough of the design cues that everything will tailor in together and look like it came from the same design. What's really interesting is it's about one pod, one Flex Era one fits into about one Flex Era. Yeah, or a yeah. quarter of the Flex This is about four of those ones. Yeah, the F. Yeah. The <laughs> Flex Era four is like four Flex Era ones. Yeah, I get it now. Got it. So. Super thankful for Casey, as usual, being part of all these projects over the years. The, the never-ending project of the Jeep, which is still getting some love from them. And then, actually, I'm really excited about what's coming for the Jeep from Casey. But not going to talk about it just yet. Go ahead and put that back in. Here, I got it. All right. Slap it to base. Slap it to base. Okay. 
So, yeah, I mean, you can see there's a lot of product coming in uh, on a pretty uh, consistent basis. Um, let me go ahead and take a quick break on our recording. All right, here we go. Second part. We almost lost everything, but I think we're going to be okay. Um, coming back for episode 100, part two of Rigged for Dirt. And we had a little bit of a technical hiccup on the recorder, but we are... Look, looks like we're good to go. So good. Anyways, so beyond that, um, you know, we've we've often talked about, you know, speaking more to the community directly. Uh, it's not just about us, but it's about all of us together and everything that we do, not only on here on Rick for Dirt, but just when we come together for events or we see each other, we're out there in, on the road. Um, I just want you guys to know that always feel free to reach out. If you ever uh, want to just shoot the shit, I know a couple of you have, which is what actually gave me the idea to really extend the invitation and just put it out there. We're all dealing with shit. The world's a crazy place, especially right now these days. Um, I don't know if it's going to get worse or better. Hopefully better. But we all hope it gets better. It's definitely on the rocks. And we're all dealing with it in our own ways. Uh, some of us are throwing ourselves into stuff like this with... You know, the off-road industry, um, whether it's crawling or overlanding or go-fast shit. Um, some of us are taking breaks from this stuff and going back deep into our families and, and really putting time where we feel like it counts. Um, whatever it is you're doing, for whatever reason you're doing it, you're not alone. We're all going through some kind of shit right now. I mean, I can speak for myself. There's always something going on in my life. Um, Same here. You too, right? Like, always. You know, it's easy. It's easy to look at people kind of living their best lives on either social media or through channels like this, where it's like always talking about the fun or the cool products or this, that and the other. But I guarantee you, at least, you know what, I'll speak for myself. This is all my distraction. All of this is, you know, it doesn't pay my bills. It's not my nine to five. It is literally the one thing that I can kind of escape everything else with. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. There's no need to have to build your car. I mean, beyond having more fun. Um, I have this conversation sometimes regarding just the off-road industry in general. It's like we sell fun within that industry. But if that industry went away, the world would move on. It would. Like, I'd still be doing donuts in the dirt, though. Yeah. You, so I'm sure you would. I'd still be having fun. But my point is, is like it's it's a necessity for fun. But it's not a necessity for it's not a necessity for society to continue on. At least at least it makes things, you know, more tolerable. So Yo, shout out to Alfie. Is Alfie on? Alfie is also watching this live video. You can hear me now? Good. Um made it to Expo and back. And there's that. You know, it's it's always important to uh, celebrate your wins, whatever those may be. I don't know. I, I get I get happy when I wake up in the morning and my back hurts half as bad. I, I think that's a great win for me. You know, I get happy when my kid looks at me and he's happy to see me. I'm like, OK, I'm winning somewhere, some way, somehow. Yeah, know? dude, if I, if I get in my like six glasses of water a day. Yeah. Winning. 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 Stay hydrated. It doesn't beer or cider does not does count. not count. You have to add in your glasses of water. Just make extra P stops. I think I get like at least three of my 
cups of water through coffee. Day. Those don't count. They say they don't count, but there's still water in there. They definitely don't count. I think they count. No, they don't. <sighs> oh, look, my wife's on here. She's like, what the fuck is keeping this asshole in the garage for this long? Alfie's coming on Friday. Yeah, we're going to be happy to see you too, buddy. It's been too long. Come bring those beats. We'll, we'll, we'll make your uh, vehicle the DJ booth outside. Nice. Um, there's a couple other things you want to talk about before we uh, wrap this one up. Uh, we had a great conversation with Randy, not from KC. Oh, did I get a, did I run out of time again? No, we're still on. Um, Randy from F44, uh, which is a bumper company. They, they make uh, F44. They do like hand built Subaru bumpers. Right. And the dude just does it as a side passion project. They're all made to order. He doesn't stock or inventory anything. Mm -hmm. But his attention to detail is fantastic. They sit perfectly with the body lines on the Subi. There's very few aftermarket bumper companies. So we're taken care of up front with Warren and right. Factor 55. Yep. They've got. By up front, he means the front bumper setup is yeah. going to be Warren's front bumper. So up, up front, the, the bumper setups we're going with is going to be the Warren, the center bumper. It'll keep the weight down. It'll provide a secure mounting location for rescue. And it'll put a, think, a 5,500-pound winch in the front. Uh, so a tiny little, like, UTV winch. But 5,500 pounds is enough when your vehicle weight's still in the 3,000-pound range. Um, yeah, I would actually maybe disconnect on your side and maybe try to reconnect to the light because supposedly we're still... You think it's me? I, it might be. there are we back yeah cool um yeah so like like i said we have two builds that are the same but different and here's where one of the differences comes in eric is definitely going for a more um, aggressive kind of all-in approach on his build i'm kind of going more of the you know what would the average person just kind of bolt into his vehicle to make it more capable and more functional and you know the f44 bumper that completely removes the rear bumper from the Subaru, replaces it with a full aluminum piece, right? It's steel. Oh, is it all steel? Yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah. how, how heavy is that? We're not sure yet. No, really? No. Are you but doing... It has, it, it's going to be a plate steel bumper. It gives you a better departure angle, and it gives you um, a tow hitch receiver that's mounted center in the bumper, which is up higher. Higher, right? Which and is so, why you're not going to go with the ultra swing. So the combined effect ends up putting the center of the receiver for your tow hitch or your swing out tire carrier, like the one we're looking at from Rigged. Right. Uh, the ultra swing. It puts it about five inches higher on the F44. Okay. And so for that reason, uh, it, it may sit a little bit too high because the rigged ultra swing also raises the tire up from the stock receiver mm -hmm. location. Uh, they do that. So, you know, you have something hanging off the back for your departure angle. So you have better clearance. Theirs is already high. They already now this lift is it. higher. Yeah. So it'll make it a little wonky. Exactly. The combined effect of five inch higher receiver plus a swing out tire carrier that further positions it up another five inches. Uh, I, I, we may end up having the rear tire riding in the sky. Got it. Uh, so we're going to end up just going with the F-54's built-in swing arm. But I do still want to... 
You're going to go with the Rambler, right? I still want to run the Rambler rack. Yeah. I still want to run a dual uh, mountain bike carrier on the back because that's one of the primary functions of this vehicle <laughs> is to get me to my mountain bike and trailhead. So uh, I was talking with Luke from Rigged, and he indicated exactly where he would want the uh, swing arm receiver. And I say swing arm receiver because the one that's mounted in the bumper you shouldn't use. Uh the ramble rack does tilt down, but it won't tilt down enough for the swing arm to clear it. Okay. So he's like, you have to mount the mount the receiver on the swing arm, and that way we're going to attach. What were you? I was just checking to see if there was a way. Oh, uh, right on. Good. So we're going to attach the receiver to the swing arm and the whole bike rack will swing out with the tire Got it. rather than having the bike rack attached to the right. bumper and fold down. Uh, apparently, there Which would have been a problem. Yeah, there's not going to be clearance for that. So that's what he's doing. I'm going with, uh, I believe it's called Eco Hitch. They have a stealth mount hitch receiver, which actually could be complete. Like part of it could be disconnected. So you see nothing and there's nothing like that would hang down. So. For instance, you're going to go on something, you're like, I literally need all of my departure angle. You could take it off completely, and you'll have nothing underneath to, like, catch on. Um, so it's like a quick disconnect. And uh, I'm interested to see if there's any chatter or if it, there's any wobble as a mm -hmm. result of that kind of disconnect utility. Uh, but I will be running the Ultra Swing from Rigged, uh, which is a first. Given how, how long Rigged has been kind of part of my story in terms of from like basically day one with Luke and uh, Jason over there and brainstorming about the Jeep um, back when they were kind of doing a more kind of marketplace style of uh, company mm -hmm. before they really figured out that they did this one thing really freaking well and put all their money into that and it's paid off for them huge. Um, but since, since back in the day uh, rigged, has been part of my story and I've never run anything other than maybe their hitch extension. They have, they've got a really great hitch extension, anti-wobble okay. extension for your uh, receiver. Um, and I think that was pretty much it. Um, but now I'm, I'm stoked that I'll be able to actually run this amazing, you know, tire swing that they've created. That's kind of like an all in has a table, has all kinds of stuff incorporated into it, which, uh, which will be really beneficial to have. I, I, I like their setup. I'm, I, I'm a little bit sad that I'm not going to be able to run their swing up because they've got the kind of integrated like cutting board and fold down table and they've right. got another roto packs mount yeah. and they've got a stairwell you can put up the back and they've got for a little ladder. Yeah, they've little, they've got all ladder. they've got all these little add on pieces that are creating a little ecosystem. They do. They they literally have created an ecosystem off of your hitch receiver. Yeah. And and it works. You, Jason's a fucking maniac. Goes out there with his Raptor up in Moab or wherever the fuck he goes, and he's just beating on his shit like left and right with their product on it, and taking video of it just as it happens. So it's like unapologetic, like content that's showing you, hey, our product works. We're gonna go and we're gonna beat on it. And if it doesn't work, we're gonna take it back. We're gonna fix it. We're gonna bring it back and we're gonna beat on it some more. So you know your product that you get on your vehicle has at least stood up to the abuse that it's already been put under. 
Yeah, I like that the owner of the company is like out there torture testing stuff at the highest level. Yeah. And like jumping the truck with a bike. Not just a bike, but like an e-bike. They'll yeah, have like a, a very like, expensive, like eight thousand dollars. Yeah, they'll have like a Sauron on the back <laughs> and be like catching air on the truck and and everything's <laughs> solid and stable and stable and it's yeah. getting it's getting beat on rocks but still holding up. Yeah, yeah, really well made. So, I've always uh, supported what they do. I've always been a proponent of rigged, and it's nice to see them actually take interest and want to be part of a project that uh, we're doing with the Subarus for both of us. So. Um, I'm glad that you're at least able to get the Rambler rack on your vehicle. It lo looks like we'll be able to customize the setup just enough, just basically welding a receiver in the right spot. You're going to do that with them, right? I am. Yeah. So I'm going to get the rack from uh, Randy at a 44 bare, no powder coat. We're going to go ahead and fabricate on this one little piece. I think it'll be two two-inch welds. Yep. And basically just placing it in the right spot, and then it'll go off to powder coating. And, right on. Uh, then we'll cut apart the rear bumper and put it all together. Cool. Well, we are at over a little bit over an hour on this podcast and this IG live. Thank you for all of you who've kind of like stuck around listening. We wanted to kind of get into the suspension. We talked about it a little bit. I think it'll be a lot better when we do another podcast next week with Sean from Shock Surplus and talk about the plan and the goals and the direction that we're going to be taking with everything and hear it from him about you know, A, why Shock Surplus has become so successful so fast, and B, uh, what his plan is for us and what we're going to be doing together. He's also going to be doing some work on the Jeep, which I'm stoked on because the Jeep isn't out yet. Like, we're going to be talking about Subarus a lot more here and there because it's the For current, a little while. Yeah, for, it's because it's the current project. But yeah. Eric and I are both diehard Jeep guys. Um, you cannot replace the Jeep. The Jeep um, is going nowhere. Yeah, nowhere. His Jeep and my Jeep both. Uh -uh. Um, but my Jeep, actually, my Jeep is going to Minden, Nevada, back to John to go get some work done. My Jeep is going to get a bigger master cylinder, bigger brakes. Okay. I'm um, going to get some rid of some of the rust on the on the roof rack. And okay. I'm basically going to take things apart. Kind of refresh? Just kind of refresh it. The, Almost the, like a race prep? Yeah, the vehicle is uh, 2015, and I live two blocks from the ocean. So yeah. the salt air gets to the, gets to the frame, and it, it needs a little bit of love. See you, Will. Uh, we've got Will leaving the live. He was here pretty much the whole time. Thank you for joining us, brother. Appreciate you, bro. Can't wait to see you on the trail. Yeah, yeah and we'll see you next Friday. So next Friday, definitely want everyone to know, uh, on May 26th, next Friday, starting at 6 p.m., uh, different time for all the companies involved, but for the general public, 6 p.m., show up. Uh, there's going to be live music. I think we're getting a couple bands coming out. Um, they've got, I think they're going to have a Mexican menu uh, on the on the on the menu for the for the food that's going to be available uh full bar um and some drink specials to go along uh with all that and uh yeah just should be a good time i mean norco is such an awesome spot like in terms of you've got you've got like hardcore american values i mean you go down the main strip and it's a red white and blue like center divider dashed line all the way down um it's like horse country usa right it's like bring your horse to the bar if you got a horse bring it um it'll be welcome and uh yeah i'm just looking forward to spending some good times with some good people as usual and uh and you know bring your bring your vehicle show show her off it's going to be a great opportunity to just meet like-minded uh individuals and, and have a good time and kick off 
a couple of things. One, um, we've been at it with Fast Friends for a minute, but this will be the official, like, really doubling down and getting going on Fast Friends. So it's going to be, like, the official launch of Fast Friends clothing. Um, and then it'll also be the kickoff to Memorial Day weekend. Um, so, and then and then this, this should become a monthly thing. So if we do well, if it all goes off well, they want us back again and again and again. So... We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Could be a great Friday night to look forward to. That'll be fun. Uh, with your friends. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Anyways. Gonna get wild in the parking lot party, a little boots getting boogie. Yep. Just keep your drinks inside. But otherwise, yeah, good to go. Um, keep your horse in the corral. Keep your horse in the corral. Hootenanny. Shindig. <laughs> Amongst other things. <laughs> um, hopefully not a shit show. And... Uh, we uh, we want to thank Milestar Tires, uh, Martin over there at Milestar, who's always ready and willing to uh, support something, some idea, some fun, uh, whatever it may be, uh, sometimes reluctantly, sometimes full-heartedly, but he's always there. So thank you, Martin. Uh, thank you, team over at Milestar Tires, uh, Kelly and the gang. Um, also uh, thankful for companies like Magnaflow, which are so heavily invested in everything that we do i know rich recently went through some stuff we're looking forward to a speedy recovery uh for rich over there at magnaflow and uh and then the shops that make so much of us so much of what we do possible uh shops like rebel off-road uh the team over there bond evan and everyone else who are just so integrated within the community and all about this epic adventure of pursuing our happiness and our fun so thank you for everything that these companies do and all of what the companies beyond out there do uh to keep us enjoying the outdoors love it is that good love it good enough good enough for government work dude quick and easy all right, just man. an hour and 15 minute podcast yeah that's it but sorry for all the unwrapping we won't get into a habit of that yeah, unless you really like crinkly noises, then that's the, <laughs> this is the episode for you. Again, thank you guys for helping uh, make this to the 100th episode. Um, it's been a mission. It's been it's been a lot of challenges and 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 obstacles to to get this far, uh, but here we are, and I'm looking forward to another hundred, even if my wife isn't. But dude, another easy hundred. Another easy hundred. No problems, man. We're switching to once a week. I'm kidding. Oh my god! It's hard enough twice a week. Twice a week is it's, a lot. No, tw- once every other week is okay. I mean. yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna say that. That's twice that's, a month. Twice, twice a month, a month twice is a month. is enough of us. Um. Anyways, want to say bye? Good hanging out with you guys. Can't wait to see you. Sad that we missed you at Overland Expo, but for anyone that's in the area, come see us at Mavericks, and we'll catch up and uh, hear all about how wet and muddy it was and. Uh, any of the cool stuff you might have seen out there. That's always my favorite part of the show is the innovations. My favorite part's the people. I, cool new stuff do people come out with. Yeah. The people are cool too. I just wait to see everyone's posts about the cool shit. Yeah, um, the, pe- the, the, the people are cool. The people. The people for me, it's I just enjoy that time. Just a gear things. nut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, where can people find out about you? American Overland on Instagram or 
right here on this podcast. And you can find me at Kate the Jeep or on YouTube at Fix, Break, Repeat. And of course, <laughs> everywhere you stream your podcast on uh, Spotify, Apple, and what have you. Thank you guys. As usual, more to come. Thanks for joining. <laughs>